Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Sides of a Coin podcast. My name is Inkozi, and I do apologize that the podcast is late this week. I had a lot of work on my plate, so I have been able to plan or go out and do things as I normally would. The only thing that I have been able to watch is the Bishop Sycamore scandal. And of course, you remember this scandal from the famous 2021 high school football game where one team lost really big. And the more we found out about the team that lost big, the more questions we had. So thankfully, this documentary is here and you're going to hear my full review. And if it answered so many questions and if it was really as bad as it thought to be or Maybe it was even worse. So let's jump into it. I don't know how familiar you are, but in 2021, there was a very infamous college football game. This game took place where it was IMG Academy, which is considered one of the best football schools in the country. This football high school sends a lot of its students to Division I schools, and a good number of them end up going to the NFL. And it was facing off against this supposedly other school that had a lot of Division I prospects and was also going to send students to Division I schools in the NFL. And this school was called Bishop Sycamore. Now, the big thing is this game did take place. And the end result was one team looked great. One team looked terrible. And the team that looked terrible was the team that nobody had heard of before this point, which was Bishop Sycamore. They lost that game 58 to nothing. In fact, it was so bad that it prompted people to look into Bishop Sycamore. And the more people looked into it, the closer they looked into it, the more they found that was disturbing. They found that this school that was supposed to be this big football school was not a big football school. Not only was it not a big football school, It, in fact, wasn't a school because no classes were taught. No teachers were hired. The students were just there to play football. And it's not even right to call them students because some of them weren't even high school age. Some of them were 20, 21, 22 years old playing against actual high schoolers. And they got their butt whooped 58 to nothing actual high schoolers and they got their butt whooped 58 to nothing on national TV. Now, after this, many people talked about it. Many people wondered what was the story behind this? And I think a lot of people focused and they said this would make a great documentary because people just wanted to know how could something like this, how could a fake school get on ESPN and 
really just pushed the envelope when it came to this school is out here parading itself as something it is not. In BS High, we get a lot of answers to those questions. And one of the biggest ones we find out is that we didn't even scratch the surface in the knowledge we had in 2021 of what was going on at the school, how bad things were, and of its mastermind, the head coach of the school, whose name was, of course, Roy Johnson. So, let's really dive deep into this documentary, B.S. High. This documentary is fascinating in so many ways. The problem is none of those ways are actually good for any of its subjects. The documentary starts where it talks to Roy Johnson, and one of the first things you hear him say is, am I a con man or do I look like a con man? Which, if you are accused of what he has been accused of, yeah, you kind of do. And the documentary just goes in a weird place from there. Because for the first, I would say, 15, 20 minutes, he comes across as somebody who is a little likable. He is someone who you could see why people would enjoy being around him. Until you actually take a closer look. Because something about him just, maybe it was just me, but it sets off an alarm in your head. Especially if you've ever been ripped off or you know people who rip people off. It sets off an alarm in your head and you're just saying something isn't necessarily right about this. Something something doesn't add up here. And the more he talks about his philosophies, about what he is doing, just about some of the mottos that he has in his life one of the very first mottos he says is i'm going to do what the rich people do even if i don't have the money which is a wild thing to say and if you even if you think about it for a little bit it goes out the window and you would say well if you don't have the money to do what necessarily the rich people do you can't necessarily do what they do. You may be able to do something like it, but you can't do it exactly as they would. And I would probably not feel the way I feel about Roy Johnson and about Bishop Sycamore throughout this documentary if what you learn is that it's so much worse than what you thought. You learn about the promises that he would make to people who believed in him. And you learn that he preyed upon those who did not necessarily have the shot at Division One. Maybe it was because they didn't have 
the grades to get into school. Maybe it was because they simply did not have the talent to get into those programs. Maybe it was because they didn't have enough time or enough film to show people who they were. And you understand where some of that can go, where somebody is making you these incredible, incredible promises. And you can really start to believe them. I remember when I was young and I was trying to find my first job. And one of the first jobs I got was an online job. And they were talking about hiring me so that way I could fix up machines and stuff like that. And I was like, well, that's great. I can do all that. I can fix up machines. And then they said, you don't even need to leave your home. We can just send the machines to you. You fix them and you send them back. And I said, well, that's amazing. I can do that as well. And then they talked with me and they wanted to send me a check to look at this. They were like, we're going to send you all this money so that way you can, you know, cash it. You can get the money from this check and just send us what's left over and you use whatever you need to use so that way you can pay for the stuff you need in order to set up this equipment. Now, to those people who were paying attention, obviously this was a scam. Now, did I fall for it? I thought, man, this is a little weird that they're willing to pay me money before we even get started, before they have any of my information. So I went and I just talked to my dad. I talked to him and I said, this is what they're giving me. This sounds a little weird, right? And my dad said, yes, it sounds a little weird. I'm not going to say it's a scam. It kind of sounds like one though. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask questions. We're going to give them, hey, this is what we need so that way we feel comfortable doing any of this because this seems a little weird and I don't know any job that would do something like this. Obviously, they didn't reach back out after I started asking questions and really trying to dig deep into what was the goal of this thing and it never went anywhere. So I was not scammed, this is true. But I can understand where people get scammed. I was trying to find a job and I was very desperate. I wanted to start working so that way I could make my own money so that way I wouldn't have to live with my parents at the time. So that way I could stand on my own two feet. So I can understand where people can get scammed. It's the desperation of wanting to believe that when you're in a bad place that someone actually cares about you not only do they care about you but they're willing to give you the opportunity that you need so that way you can build yourself up and move forward and finally be successful and that is where this documentary just as good as it was, that's where it really started to eat away at me. It 
it, it ate away at me because Roy Johnson truly did not care about these children. He truly didn't. And you can see it in the way that he treated them and in the situations that he put them in. They would show you how, since he is a con man, and let's make that pretty clear, he really is, he would have situations where he would go to hotels, rent out rooms for the kids for 90 days, and would never pay. So they would be kicked out of hotels left and right. Also, what you found out was some of those evictions were in the names of some of the Bishop Sycamore students instead of in Roy Johnson's name. So he was using these kids' information so that way he could do these things. When, they, when the kids met up after their parents left, he had them fill out documentation so that way they could get all their personal information, social security number, date of birth, full name, address. One of the students found out that when they looked up their information, they found out, hey, you have PPP loans taken out in your name. Now, those who remember PPP loans were those loans that were provided during the pandemic that people applied for. So when they said, hey, do you remember taking out some PPP loans? And the look on his face of just confusion, you fully believed he had no idea that there were any loans taken out in his name. So just the absolute gall and the absolute lack of awareness from Roy Johnson and you know what? That's wrong. I should not have said that he had a lack of awareness. It's not that he didn't have a lack of awareness. It's that he didn't care. He, all his thinking was, as long as I can keep faking it until I make it, then I can truly, truly get all the fame, adulation, and money that I'm looking forward to. I guess at the center of it all, that's the biggest problem. You're dealing with somebody who, as the documentary comes along, as the documentary goes along, as you keep watching it, you're just fascinated in a very bad way about this person who is a pathological liar, who at no point takes any responsibility or any of the things that he does. The things that he even admits to are things that no reasonable person would admit to because they would know how bad it looks. In certain ways, it's almost, it's so intriguing to understand why he is saying the things he's saying. He admits when one of the students makes a claim that he ran over a gaggle of geese, which a gaggle of geese is just more than one geese when they were in the road and that he sped up and ran them over. When they ask him about it, he says, yeah, I ran over a geese and there were more than one there. So I guess that counts as a group of geese. 
which is a wild thing to say. You could just say, no, I didn't do that. That that's a lie. I didn't do that. And he just admits it. He goes out of his way and says that he's the most honest liar that you know, and that he won't lie about things that can be proven, which is so it's a, just a perfect way to encapsulate everything about this guy in that he will say and do anything in order to get what he wants in order to move forward in order to not be stopped and in certain ways those characteristics could be admirable it truly could it could be admirable on a person with a little bit more morals it could be admirable on a person with a lot more drive and a lot less of an ability to just rip off every single person that he knows and is connected to him all those things could be good the problem is the more you learn about what he was doing with the kids and how he was treating them and how none of this was matriculating down to the most vulnerable group the group that looked up to him the group that trusted that he was telling them absolutely the truth that is when this documentary really just good gets to the heart of it it gets to how exploitive this guy is and it it just made you it just made you hate the main character and i don't use that term lightly he comes across as truly a just this figure that you don't trust you don't believe a single word that's coming out of his mouth after a while and as interesting as he is you just see the destruction that's left in his wake and you just you can't look away it's like looking at a car wreck you can't look away even though you want to and the biggest problem is the lives he's wrecking are people who are either too young to really do anything about it or they're just getting started in their adulthood and he's putting them so much on the back foot and it just comes across that he doesn't care he is the victim he's the winner because we're all talking about him which is true we are talking about him also another thing that i really like about this documentary is at this point the documentary takes a turn and it talks about sports in general about high school and even a little bit college sports how the difference between bishop sycamore and img is not as big as you would think where bishop sycamore is a scam because it did not try and teach those kids in any way shape or form it didn't try and get them to graduate it did not try to get them into the big schools the only thing it tried to do was to push forward the agenda of one person 
who people wanted to believe so badly and at every single step of the way was just not ever trying to actually do right by the people in this documentary. It shows that while Bishop Sycamore and Roy Johnson was really trying to do that, they're not that different from IMG. They are both schools where they focus on athletics first and academics are secondary. The only difference is IMG has the money, the connections, and the infrastructure to actually do that job successfully. Now, do I think if Bishop Sycamore had the money, the infrastructure, and all of that, that they would be able to do that? No. Nothing in this documentary leads you to believe that their only stumbling block was that they did not have money. Nothing in this documentary leads me to believe that. Everything in this documentary believes that Roy Johnson wants the spotlight. He wants the fame. He wants something. The only problem is I just don't know what it is. And he's willing to do a lot of shady things in order to get it. He's willing to do things like, hey, I'm going to rip off grocery stores by ordering a whole bunch of rotisserie chickens under a fake name, not purchasing them, then showing up at the end of the day and buying them for pennies on the dollar because they had to get rid of it today because they cooked them today, which this is the kind of person that you're dealing with. And these are not even stories that the investigators are finding out. These are stories that he tells people. So it this documentary did a great job in showing how exploitive the people at the top of Bishop Sycamore, the fake high school, were. It also showed how exploitive in its own way the entire high school football system at the top can really be about how so much money can actually be made off of these students where none of these students will see a dime of that money and they'll hope to get scholarships and move on to the next level where just now they have the ability to get money off of their name image likeness outside of that the the difference is one does everything by the book and Roy Johnson does not know where the book is. And even if you tell him where the book is, he's just going to ignore it as he did with the Ohio High School Athletic Association book, where at one point he'll say, no, nowhere in Ohio do they talk about things being the reasonable age for a student and what eligibility is. And then they made a point of putting down the OSHA guidelines and showing you 
where the rules are on what the eligibility is. Honestly, I think the only thing that he was saying that was honestly true is that the reason he was able to get away with the things he was able to get away with is because there were no rules punishing people for those things. So you hope that those rules will go into place, but football is such a moneymaker in so many places that it really does it really does have a huge huge asterisk as to will it actually be put in place or is it just going to be lip service because it seems like the only reason that he isn't being charged for the litany of things that he did and the litany of rules that he broke was that nobody thought that someone would go out of their way and create this fake thing. And Roy Johnson simply said, as long as you're telling me I can't do it, then I'm just going to do it. And that is probably the biggest and saddest thing of all. But in regards to the documentary, in terms of the quality, everything like that, in my review, this is a fine dining. The documentary was very well done. It seems like the documenters did their research. These are actually the two directors from the uh, skit or the short film called... uh, Two Perfect Strangers, where this is, it's just, it's really good. I really think everybody should see this documentary because this is such an interesting look into the mind of a con man and also into college football and how exploitive that environment actually can be. And when it's truly at its most exploitive, the people that are getting hurt aren't really the adults. It's the kids. It's the people who are trying to move on and have a better life. And that, I think, is the biggest tragedy of all. But let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you agreed with any of what Coach Johnson says. And if you do... Please let me know why, because that's some mental gymnastics that I can't go through. But let me know if you liked it, if you hated it, or if you just hated it because this guy is getting so much press off of it. So let me know in the comments. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me in several places. You can contact me on Twitter at two sides coin you can find us on instagram at two sides of a coin that's t-w-o-s-i-d-e-z of a coin all one word you can email us at two sides podcast at gmail.com and you can listen to the podcast on podbean on spotify and also on apple Podcasts. so 
We hope to really hear from you guys. I love to hear and discuss anything you guys want to talk about. And we'll talk to you later.